0: What's up beautiful people? Right now you are listening to the voice of Assel Jean-Pierre Jr., also known as Cells. Listen, if y'all trying to follow me on any social media, my Instagram is CellsJP. S-E-L-Z-J-P. My Facebook is my name, Assel Jean-Pierre Jr. Type my name into YouTube, you'll find my channel. I speak, I play, I produce. So if you need any of those things, please feel free to hit me up. You can hit me up through social media or my business email, which is salesjpinc at gmail.com. S-E-L-Z-J-P-I-N-C at gmail.com. Check out my hashtags, and Keys, which is S-E-L-Z-N-K-E-Y-Z, and salesproduces. Looking forward to connecting with you guys. All right, be blessed. Yo, what's good? What's good? Podcast family, you already know what it is. We right back at it So last time we was talking, we was talking about why I don't believe in dating So you already know I'm not even going to hesitate. I ain't even going to wait Y'all know I love y'all. You already know what it is. Reviews, hit us up, show love We're going to get right into it So last time I was talking, I was saying how, you know, I don't believe in dating because I feel like it's Building a tower that you have to tear down You're, you're building all these experiences and you're bonding with their family, bonding with their cousins and friends And you're getting to meet all these new people that it's not permanent. It could be permanent. It's not, it's not guaranteed. And so what could end up happening is you spend two, three years investing in this person, doing all these things, only to just, oh well, you know what? I don't think we should be together anymore. And you lose that, all of it. So much so that you keep going through that experience so many times that by the time you actually meet the person that God had for you, you 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 tank, you tanked out. You don't have anything left. You 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 have more trauma, hurt, and pain than you were ever supposed to, and you know everybody keeps saying, "Ah, now you got to chalk it up to the game." And you know every experience is some is a learning lesson, but it's like, yo, there's certain lessons you don't need to learn, and we don't always have to learn through pain. Like that don't always have to be the way. So you know I spend a lot of time saying my issues with 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 dating, and I'm also add this one. My biggest thing when it comes to dating is that it is. I call it marital masturbation, meaning you get all of the benefits and the joys and the feelings that marriage brings, but you don't get the responsibility, meaning she'll cook for you, you know, if you guys are into that, you guys will sleep together, you guys will share the deepest parts of each other with each other, your insecurities, your ambitions, your goals, your fears. You guys will get to know each other's families. You guys will vacation together. You guys will, shoot, you guys can even raise a child together. It happens. You will literally do everything that a married couple does but not be married. And what's the biggest problem with that? It means with no commitment, with no promise, with no covenant, that person can walk out of your life anytime they want to. There's nothing that's keeping them there. There's no promise. There's there's nothing of them saying to you, you are the one I want for the rest of my life. And this is not even me saying like, okay, you. Every couple must get married. Listen, everybody operates a little differently. So even if both parties have this understanding, like, look, I ain't trying to do the married thing because it's because I because I believe it's man made, which is not as God made. But we ain't gonna get into that right now. So I believe marriage is man-made and it's only a financial thing, but I want you for the rest of my life. I don't want nobody else. You're the one I want for the rest of my life. Yo, listen, if that's how you feel, you're making a commitment, a promise to that person. So now when you invest in each other, you know this is an investment for a lifetime. I'm giving my all to someone who is promising to be there for the rest of my life. Now, I understand the world we live in, it's a challenge, it's rough, it's hard, you know, people just messing up left and right. So it takes out the sanctity and the beauty of marriage. And that's really happening because you're trying to do something God created without God and it ain't going to work. Doesn't mean it can't be good, but it ain't never going to be what it's meant to be if you're trying to do it without God. That being said, I don't want to harp on, you know, so much about how I feel about dating and its shortcomings But I'm going to give you the solutions now. So, okay, so if if we're not supposed to date, what are we supposed to do? Yo, build platonic friendships. Like, purely platonic. Why do I say that? Because you will know who I truly am when you are my friend. If you're getting to know me when you like me and I like you, you're not really seeing who I really am. Because I want to put on my best face for you. You know what I mean? I don't want to, you know, pass gas while we're at a restaurant. I don't want to burp when, when we're having a conversation. You know what I mean? And every time I come to you, every time we go on a date, every time we spend time together, it's literally me putting myself in the most optimal condition to spend time with the person who I want to put on the best face for. And that is not marriage. Marriage. Like it's impossible to put on your best face With someone who's with you 24-7 You just can't It's impossible So you get comfortable You, you poop around each other You fart around each other You guys pass gas You, you pick your nose you, you become yourself Who you are comfortably And the only way you're going to see somebody In their most comfortable zone Is by being their friend It's the only way and, and see, this is the thing that creates issues and insecurities too. Because you never knew me as my friend, that's why you become insecure when we're dating and I'm not around you. You become someone's friend first because when you're now in a relationship with them, you know who they are when they're not around you. So if you knew that when we were just purely friends and nothing more, that when I was around other girls, I wasn't always trying to talk to other girls or sleep with other girls. And you know, we actually had a real conversation about how I feel about women and how I'm, you know, this is my mindset and stuff like that. Then when we get married or engaged or whatnot, you're not worrying about, oh man, is he about to chase all these girls? Because you know me. You don't know the me that's trying to impress you and make me really and make you really like me. You know me. Like building pure purely platonic friendships friendships with boundaries like that's another thing too like okay all right so, so you said um um you know build build a purely platonic friendship but what does that mean like what can i do what can't i do yo whatever you're going to do with your spouse keep it only for your spouse don't share that with anybody else you know i always use this example of um when you think about uh, Muslim women, okay, or women, um, is- Islamic women, you know, vice versa, and how they had the hijabs. And one thing I was thinking about, I was like, you know, we can discuss the aspects of pr- oppression and all that stuff. But one thing I just thought that was so interesting was, like, no one knows what they actually look like, what their hairs look like, except their husband. Like, so when they get married, and she comes in front of her husband, and she takes off her her job, he sees her face, he sees her hair, like, he can say, no one else has this but me. Like, that's something special. I'm not even talking about the oppressive aspect of it, because there's some people who practice this on their own, willingly. And what I'm saying to you is like, that's something that only he has. No one else has that. And so if in your marriage, the only thing that you can offer that no one else had is your body, that's not enough. Like, when you're single, your time, like, you shouldn't allow people to contact you anytime they want. You shouldn't allow people to have conversations with you about any topic that they want. Because it's like, well, if you're giving all of yourself to everybody... What is it you're going to have to offer your spouse? Like if everybody gets the deepest parts of you and and knows all about your deepest pains and your deepest ambitions and everybody knows how you feel about this and everybody can call you at 4 a.m. It's like what becomes special? What becomes sacred? What is sacred to you? Because for me, when I got married, I wanted to make sure I had something sacred for my wife, something that I could give her that no one else had. And I could tell you straight up, like for me, I mean, granted, yet you know, um, I wasn't a virgin. However, I definitely stopped um, having sex, what, like since 23? So from 23 to 28, I was celibate, didn't touch nobody. You know, I already told you that story. Doesn't mean I was, I'm not saying I was perfect, but I wasn't out here smashing nobody, so I was chilling. And, um, so I know sometimes I feel like I'd be getting real comfortable in this podcast. Y'all gotta let me know if I'm doing too much. Like, talk to me. But anyway, neither here nor there. Um, so I had become celibate. So on one aspect, it's like, yes, you know, for the first couple years of my life, I was doing all this. But I made changes. And I made changes to say, okay, you know, I'm reconsecrating this thing about myself. And this is what I'm going to bring to my wife. But the one thing I can say, I never gave to anybody I had a love like a deep full love vulnerability um, a fullness like I will give you all of me without holding back I had never given anybody that ever and funny enough in all of my dating relationships when I actually believed in dating or not even necessarily believed in it but I just did it I dated or whatnot that was always an issue that you know, women always complain about, oh, you know, I just feel like there's so much more. And I was like, yeah, but that's so much more for my wife. I'm not going to give you something. I'm not going to give to a girlfriend something that's meant for a wife. And that's that's what's become the issue in today's dating world. Like, there's no separation. There, people, we, no one is creating the boundaries of what is for your husband, what is for your wife. It's not just sex. It's not just cooking for him and doing his laundry. It's also your heart, like the deepest crevices of your heart your fears your pains your loves your joys you don't want to just share that with nobody you don't want to just share that with anybody could walk out your life and yes granted we know that marriage is not a short thing you know things happen and couples divorce but at least you put yourself in the best situation possible and here's the other aspect to it and this is the part that's so important like Again, I'm going to say, it doesn't mean you can't get married and be happy without God, but you will never experience the fullness of marriage without him. That's the only way you can experience the fullness of marriage is with God. Why? Because God created it. And so, okay, so you say we're not supposed to date. You say that you just be purely friends with somebody. So when is it I actually ever transition? Well, I'm going to tell you. The first thing you need to do. If you're going to embark into something that God created, well, you need to know God. So whatever time you need to take to focus on knowing God, that's what you got to do. And when I say know God, I mean really know God, sit with him, read his word, pray, develop a relationship with God. I'm not talking about, oh, you need to go to church and wear this and don't wear shirt skirts and don't listen to this type of, no, I'm saying you need to take the time to know God get to know him. Like earnest prayer, developing a relationship with God. Like that's what you need to focus on. And when you know God, when you develop a relationship with God, God will speak to you. And so once you start speaking to God, God will guide you in whatever aspect that you open up to him. So it's like, you know, Lord, I don't like my job. What should I do? God will talk to you. Lord, I don't know how to pursue, um, Lord, what should I cook today? God will speak to you. I promise you. Lord, you know, I don't know what I should do today or how I should should pursue the day. God will speak to you. Lord, I feel like I'm ready to be in a relationship. What do you think? He will speak and he will answer. So the number one thing is know God. Get to know God and understand and get comfortable with how he speaks to you. Then when you can do that, then you tell the Lord, look, all right, Lord, when you are ready for me to move, Help me move. And I promise you, the first thing God's gonna do before you even meet somebody is He's gonna work out all the issues you got going on. All right? Not necessarily every single thing, but He's gonna work out the issues that you need to get through. You know, whether it be your insecurities or certain traumas that you need to overcome, certain bad habits that you have, He's gonna work those kinks out. Because without those kinks work, working out, oh, you can get married, but it's just gonna be a lot harder. So He's gonna set you up in the position where you are. You're gonna be in the best possible position when it comes to marriage doesn't mean you're gonna be perfect but you're gonna have all the tools that you need to be able to succeed in it so again you start off with getting to know God let God lead in all that you are to do and then God will work on you and get you in shape and then when you are ready God will also work on your partner and when they're ready God will bring you guys together Listen, you don't need no Adventist mingle, Christian mingle, black people, meet. If God can create a universe just by talking, why does he need your help to put you together with who you're supposed to be with? Like, that's the thing that be bugging me about all these things I see. Like, oh, you know, you gotta go out and you gotta, why? Why can't God just make my spouse, the person who works at Amazon, who shows up literally at my door, rings my doorbell and you open the door and say, oh, hello, and boom, just like that. It's like, if God is this great omnipresent, omniscient being that we say he is, why do we need to help him when it comes to relationships? So when you put and trust God in that process, I promise you it will lead you where you need to go. And the beauty of it is with God, when God becomes your accountability and the person leading your relationship, y'all promise you, you're going to be good. And if you're not sure, go back to tips for marriage. Now it doesn't say, it doesn't mean that, oh, if you get married and God lets you to your spouse, your marriage is going to be perfect. Why? Because nothing that God creates can be sustained without him. So a lot of times people get married and, and we do certain things, but then you let go of the principles, morals, and values that God gave you that got you to that place in the first place, or that got you to that point in the first place, and you get upset that it doesn't work. Well, listen, if God told you, listen, don't cheat, don't lie, don't steal, and you were listening, and that's how you ended up into your marriage, and you were with a wonderful person, but then If somewhere in the marriage you started lying, cheating, and stealing, you remove God from the equation. God is the engine. So if you take out the engine, the car ain't going to be able to run. So to recap everything, because I could go on and on about this one. Dating, it's just going through the motions of marriage, but without the responsibility or the commitment. The best way to do it, in my opinion, start off with knowing God. Getting to really know him and developing a real relationship with him. Learn how he speaks. Learn how he talks. Learn how to listen because that's so important. Then as you learn how to listen, allow him to work on you. Deal with the things that you need to deal with. And then from there, when God feels like you're ready, I promise you he'll put it on your heart for you to start praying for your spouse and for you guys to come together. And even when you meet that person, you can say it's dating, but it's really not because you know that that person is the one. You know that that's who God has for you. So your whole approach is very different. There's no fear of making an investment because you know this person. That's what it is. I'm not trying. I'm not testing. God told me you are what it is. And, oh, trust me. We definitely going to get into, does God still tell people who their spouse is? Or does God still choose your spouse? Because there's a lot of people out here saying that God don't do that. And I'm like, mm, I got an opinion on that one. But well, we're going to get into it. So that's why I got to keep rocking with me. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Till next time, Cell Speaks. Like what you heard, right? What I need you to do is one, subscribe to this podcast, two, share it with somebody. Don't be greedy now. Three, I need to join SOP's social media family Instagram, SOP underscore ministry hcl facebook and youtube sop ministry hcl get our original songs available on all streaming media you want to give us a financial donation to help push this cause forward we appreciate that send us that cash app at dollar sign sop ministry hcl be blessed family see y'all next week